Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 138, Jaws and IMAX. Welcome to the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster with you as always is Brother Bishki. How Brother Lucas in the back. That's a bad hat, Harry. And a very special guest today, braving the heat wave. We got Sister Emily with us. This is my confession. Oh my God. And what a (laughs) confession it is. Among our cult, as it were, our little movie cult, we have a term that is the cinefessional. There are many different varieties too. There's a dark cinefessional. They're all confessed to the lodge master. They're confessed to me. I will hear your sins of the movies that you know deep in your heart that you should have seen already. There's no excuse not to have seen it, yet you have not seen a single fucking frame and you cinefest to me and I will, what do you You're call gonna it? You're going to write my absolve wrong. I absolve, I absolve your sins. Usually with a screening. Usually with a screening and at that screening, you can cinefest, you can loose your sins aloud to the group. And people will gasp sometimes. Or you can keep them to yourself and be buried with that secret shame. But it is always my goal to expunge all these cinefessions and to right the wrongs. And today, I mean, I can't think of a bigger doozy than Jaws. Mm. Yeah. Emily, how have you not seen Jaws? No shame. I'm not shaming you, but what the fuck? Shrug emoji? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really think I'm missing much. Oh. oh. Ouch. Did your dad never make you watch this? No. Oh. He could recall going to the theater, but he didn't really see the the big deal about it either. Wow. When I asked him about it. Cold okay. <laughs> Well, and here's the thing. We're going to go see this movie. It's being released for some fucking reason. Why is it being it's released? it's hot. Because it's <laughs> summer. <laughs> it's like the 47th anniversary or something. Yeah. But the Lord's blessed us, and it's it's being released in IMAX. So, mm. Emily, oh. you're, you're not only going to see it, you're going to see it big, large wow. format. For the first time ever. There's also a simultaneously 3D release, but that's at the AMC 6, that. which we can't do. We don't okay. need to go to the Good. 6. No, we no. need full AC of Barf. the IMAX AMC 6. They, they have to have pumped up the AC in that premium theater, mm. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's way more spacious, and I think there are oscillating like ceiling fans. We've been tough. slumming around in theater 13, theater 10. <laughs> Shit's bad back there. They need to <laughs> pump it up. This is the marquee theater. So briefly, and without spoiling anything, we shan't spoil anything for Emily, because if she hasn't seen Jaws, Mm. what tasty splendors await? What are you guys thinking about Jaws? Like, what's your guys' history? 
Uh-huh. I love it. I think it's a national treasure, cinema history. <laughs> Spielberg and his collaborators uh, and his producers were adamant about shooting on location at Martha's Vineyard, yes. which gave it like this added realism. Which made it way harder. So the acting is like very naturalistic and feels very real because they were actually out on open sea, like shooting this hog and uh, it was not <laughs> easy. So, so I just feel like it's uh, a master suspense thriller, you know, man versus beast uh, tale as old as time. And Bisky, you got four bones. Jaws. I mean, it's a little bittersweet today because I'm 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 going to be given four bones, and I've never given four bones before. Wow. I mean, <laughs> spoiler, wow. bone spoiler. Like, yeah, I'm, it's not it's not going to be a question about our bones. So We're it's all more, four bones. It's more about Emily today. Emily, this is mm. all about you. And We're celebrating you, today. Emily. May I ask what is your history and relationship to the ocean, to the sea, the Ooh. open sea, whether it be the Pacific or Atlantic or has Thank it ever you, and, it. and has it ever helped you get your groove back? It's <laughs> <laughs> all great questions. You know, I'm really more of a lake person. Yes, lakes. Yeah. You know, I swim. I, I came from Minnesota just recently. I was swimming in a bunch of lakes. There's ten thousand fish were yeah. swimming around me. Wow. I don't care. I just can't grasp on how to swim in an ocean. Right. I think I haven't made it past like two waves. I just wow. don't understand. The safest it. thing you could do, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah. No There's joke. some crazy shit out there. Yeah. So this isn't going to scare the bejesus out of me for Got going it. in the ocean. That just ain't going to happen. Anyone had any shark encounters? Uh, Well, I saw a shark at the Minnesota Zoo Aquarium. Nice. Uh, (laughs) mm -hmm. I've seen a couple at the Mall of America. They have like some sort of underwater. (laughs) That is uniquely sad. (laughs) (laughs) You need a Cinnabon looking at a shark. (laughs) That is sad. Now, Emily, we want you to be completely honest. Don't hold back. We're all four bones, but that's because we were indoctrinated. We were raised. I wrote a paper in college on this movie and got an A on it. We were brought up in in and around and of this movie. I had a VHS copy of this movie. However, the VHS copy was a dub from the Laserdisc. So it was widescreen and there was an actual frame that paused where like someone turned the disc over and then resumed dubbing, you know, so I I could get the widescreen on my TV with a VHS player. See, so it runs deep. It runs deep for us. But if you're just like, this is a piece of shit. And if, if your initial reaction that, oh, there's nothing special about this movie. If that holds after watching it, we want to know about it. That's what this is all about. Yeah. That's the promise of the confession. We want your honest reaction because I've told a couple people too. I'm like, we're about to do a podcast with someone who's never seen Jaws. And Every time Jaws drop, they're like, how, how did you do that? But it's more of like a journalistic scoop. It's like people like you do not exist. No, no. There's a whole bunch of us that you're, are You're an there. underground uprising? No. I mean, there are a whole bunch of us. I think us. there's a lot of Gen Z kids. You I know, mean, they do like reactions on YouTube to like, I'm watching Star Wars for the first time. I'm yeah. not talking about Gen Z. Oh, okay. No, sorry. We're I'm talking, talking about my Gen age, Generation Jaws. Next. Xennial. <laughs> Why? I think there are others out there. The only thing I know is that sure. that's all I know. I can't even tell you who stars this movie. Uh-huh. I didn't know Steven Spielberg directed oh. it. <laughs> all I know is there's one guy that's got like glasses that he's kind of the image of the film, but I don't think oh. I even know who he is. Oh, wow. So this is like a, a virgin eyes. <laughs> wow. This Jaws, is such so. a scoop. This is such but a I movie I swear scoop. I'm not the only one. Yes, and it's a hot take. The uh, dashboard says 108 degrees. Woo. Yes. Woo. So, so we get gotta, in the water. We gotta get in that, the we water. We gotta get quickly to that AC theater. We gotta oh, get to the beach, amazing. y'all. I need a drink. 
We're going to come out the other side and we're going to see what Emily thought. Can you believe it? Her story. Her story. Love and light, y'all. Love and light. Love and light. Son of a, we're back. We are back from Jaws IMAX, and uh, <laughs> Emily drank it all in. She, <laughs> I told her at the beginning, I'm like, you cannot leave at all for any bathroom breaks during this. You are in. I held it in. You're for, on the boat for every frame of this. You're not missing any developments. And uh, kudos to you, Emily. You f- well, you fucking made it. <laughs> you put me smack in the middle of the row. That's right. That was yeah. Bishki. We yeah. both we both conspired. And we're like, there was no way out. We can't let her out. No. <laughs> so before we get into what we saw, Bishki, what's that shot? We're all dying to hear the Jaws schnapps. Yeah. What it, from what Rotten is this Tomatoes. movie about? <laughs> When a young woman is killed by a shark, police chief Martin Brody, Roy Scheider, wants to close the beaches. But Mayor Larry Vaughn, Murray Hamilton, overrules him, <laughs> fearing, overruled. That, fearing that the loss of tourist revenue will cripple the town, period. No, 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 that's not that. <laughs> Ichthyologist Ich-the- Matt Hooper, Richard Dreyfus, and grizzled <laughs> ship captain Quint, Robert Shaw, offered to help Brody capture the killer beast and the trio engage in an epic battle of man versus nature period period exclamation mark so emily did you you didn't know richard dreyfus was in this did you know dreyfus was going to pop up no (laughs) (laughs) because i i mean i it's it seemed right when he was there but like he's not the one that's on the poster like when i've seen the image it's um uh, Robert Roy Scheider. Schneider, right? Roy Scheider, yeah. 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 It's always fun when old Dreyfus shows up. He injects some life into it. But what was your what was your initial reaction to this to this island world that is set up? Um, great question. I was just really soaking in so much of the extras. Oh God, um, extras. all real people, all real islanders. Yeah, oh, it really so felt good. that way. Like even the the mother who lost her child. I was like, yes. wow, she yeah. looks like she's local hire. from those are all local yeah, hires. A market around by. Um, so yeah, that just really just fed into the whole energy of the film, having it be so local and the sets, <laughs> the scenes around it. Um, and just the oh, the sexy like 70s yes. everybody's smoking so much you can just smell yes. the smoke the yellow corn frame. teeth all their teeth are just <laughs> yellow corn oh, everyone's got their original teeth yeah, it's yeah so so beautiful i love it i mean you can always see something new every time you watch this and 
I think I think I've I've clocked it before, but it remains true that if you catalog all of Dreyfus's outfits and looks in this movie, they haven't aged a day. He could easily be walking around Silver Lake <laughs> Echo yeah. Park and no one would bat an eyelash. They'd be like, he wouldn't be retro. He wouldn't be trying to do something weird. They'd just be like, he is one of us in 2022. It's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially that first outfit with the little stocking cap. Oh, the de- the denim, yeah. the, the Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, he sells it with the beard. And yeah, he like coming off of American Graffiti or whatever movies he was doing back then. I think he was much more clean cut. Yeah. So here he really kind of was leaning into the counterculture, you know, giving himself a, a hip oceanographer's vibe. And the arcade games that they're playing where they're killing the sharks, like... I, I tend to forget that by 1975, they had some pretty cool looking arcade games like that. Yeah. That struck me. They must time. have shipped that arcade game in from. Yeah. Yeah. The whole Fourth of July beach was a set they built. Yeah. Yeah. All the um, like changing rooms and concession stands. That was all set design. God, mm. that initial attack of the of the child. I like the, you can never get over that. Yeah. So, Emily, the, the first big beach scene happens and Alex Kintner is killed. Did you see that coming? Like, did you think that a child would die on screen in a bloody manner the way that it happens? Or was that shocking at all? Um, it was disturbing um, and maybe not so shocking. I, I was just holding my breath the whole time. I thought that one of uh, the uh, ca- captains, uh, chief of police, his, sure. one of his kids was going to get it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was. And in, in future Jaws's. <laughs> he does come back to claim at least one of them. Oh, how many other future Jawses are there? There are three. Four, three more. Four total. And sadly, <gasps> it was the son that killed actor Roy Schneider, not the shark, because he died of uh, melanoma oh. in his 70s many years later. But oh. probably from all the... <laughs> like son? Or S-U-N. S-U-N, yes. But the character of... The lack of sunscreen during the sequels. The character of Michael Brody, though, dies in part four, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that time it's personal. That time it's personal. And the mom is in that one. She's the lead of that one. And Jaws follows her all the way down to... She's great, too. And what's interesting is Leah Lorraine Gary, she came out of retirement for Jaws the Revenge. So it was, like, truly personal. Yeah, and I haven't seen her much else. She was also the wife of the head of the studio. Sid Sheinberg, yeah. So he kind of... But she is great. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, it's I love nepotism her. works in this case, you mm-hmm. know? And I love the relationship between her and Brody. Like it's so authentic. And like kind of playfully horny all the time. Yes. Like yeah. it's it's really lived in, but like attractive, you know? Like the whole family vibe. There's real just, affection there, yeah. Real love amongst the family. And like that's all important stuff to do and to really set up if you're gonna care about these crusty old bros out on a boat later, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like you, yeah. Need, yeah. you need to have that set up. But more on the Kittner kill, it's important to put this movie in historical perspective as well. Like what you have to do with Halloween sometimes, it's like it made the mold basically mm-hmm. for slasher movies. Mm. So with this movie, it's like people hadn't seen anything like this shit before. And my mom told me about when she went to Jaws, she was so engrossed, especially in that beach scene. And she was so empathetic with the parents searching for their kids 
that she said she reached down and started taking off her shoes in the theater Whoa. to go into the water to help. Whoa. Aww. I mean, that's some like early cinema train yeah. coming at the camera mm -hmm. audience mm -hmm. freakout yeah. shit. That's some Lumiere stuff. And that's yeah. amazing that that was able to happen. Yeah, you know? I think what makes the movie so effective is, is kind of piggybacking off what you said about the slasher movie like Halloween or Black Christmas that came before yes. it with the killer POV. It's like, What's what's truly terrifying are those those underwater shots of people just swimming and and treading water and you see their legs because I think most of us have been in a situation like that where you might not be able to yeah. touch the bottom or see what's underneath you and you're always right. just kind of thinking like what could be under there. This movie gave me a complex as a youngster, even in swimming pools. I'm like, how do I appear underwater? Am mm. I do I look like a seal? Do I look like something <laughs> that a shark would want to attack? Like I was always a keenly aware yeah yeah and that john williams music like when you're underwater like it's just so iconic it's yeah. So, yeah it does a lot of heavy lifting and elevates the whole thing to opera it really does yeah it makes it like it's so creepy without having to be super graphic and it's always like if you notice when those kids are playing a prank with the fake fin you don't get any John Williams there. Very no. subtle, mm -hmm. very subtle hint. You only get his music when Jaws is really mm -hmm. afoot on the scene. <laughs> yeah. No, that, but that's brilliant. I feel like film grammar or visual language that Spielberg and company, you know, decided on, you know, in post or whenever they came to that, you know, it just feels so right. Like you kind of need that. Yeah. So uh, what did you think of Quint, Emily? What did you think of that? That. Oh, I loved him. <laughs> I mean, just the introduction of him. Like, was he the one then that drew that shark yeah, on the Yeah, I think, so. I think so. Yeah, we don't ever see that. But, but it's even like like that scene where he runs his nails down the chalkboard. Like, you'll notice so many scenes in this movie that have been parodied into oblivion. Mm -hmm. Like, even like just pick one show like The Simpsons and they've like yeah. done 800 Jaws riffs. Mm -hmm. So... I, I just it boggles my mind to think about watching this for the first time and just seeing some of the the origin of some of these things. But yeah, like did Quint capture your imagination? Absolutely. You know, he could have just stuck in kind of a one form like pony show of it just being kind of a salty sailor type. <laughs> right. But um, he was actually a very complex character that you really right. were rooting for. And it wasn't even at the end that you were rooting for him. You know, they got he got deep. Right. Real quick with him. Yeah. You could understand what he was saying generally. <laughs> yeah. No, like, like some of the stuff I just had to just go with it. And Were you reaching feel for like... the remote to turn on the subtitles <laughs> yeah. on the IMAX? Originally, <laughs> get the vibe. Originally, yeah. they wanted to cast Sterling Hayden from Doctor Strangelove oh, as, right. as that Quint, be good. but he had like some legal troubles or tax troubles and he couldn't leave the state or the country wherever he was oh. at the time. So Robert Shaw was number two on their list and they based Robert Shaw's character off the I think it was the actor that played Ben Gardner he was he mm. was like the guy that that's head was found in the boat that fucking got me this time yeah. Yeah. I knew I knew it was coming I and I jumped I forgot I feel that's and like I the number big. one scariest scene in the movie when they're out at night it's just like you're on edge I think people do forget about that scene like I yeah it's so brilliantly set up and you have no idea what's going to happen. And they're drunk, like, which is cool. Yeah, and, and Dick Dreyfus is like, let me go in the water. And you're like, that's the stupidest yeah. thing like ever. Like, why? But he's so excited Yeah, that you kind of go with it. Yeah, I didn't think I could jump like that in a movie. Did, you, did it get you this time? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I, I was like, 
I could I didn't totally remember what happened in that scene. <laughs> yeah, they actually had to shoot an insert of the severed head in the uh, hole of the hull, and they didn't have it, and so they they literally shot it in the film editor Verna Fields's like backyard swimming pool. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Lucas uh, is full of great trivia. I, I, today. I, I read the Jaws log recently. For oh the first yeah, time, I was thinking about that. Written by Carl Gottlieb, which is kind of like a diary of how the film got made. But, Highly recommended. I read it a few years ago. Yeah, it's great. Anybody who loves the way movies are put together. Go goes hand in hand with hearts of darkness absolutely like just just drink it in folks what time of year was it released so yeah they released it i think in may i want to say oh right in the beginning of the summer yeah they were a little late on the schedule and then they postponed it and then they like just waited to time it for a summer release which it all worked out because the book was just like a number one bestseller and hardcover. And then like, I think they released the movie when the paperback came out. So it was a phenomenon. It's like the first blockbuster. It yeah, truly was. Dunk. Yeah. It, like Lou Wasserman who ran MCA universal was like the first guy that was like, we're going to open this in all these theaters, which no one had ever done before. And he like was very strategic about it. So for instance, like no movie theaters in Palm Springs got prints. So everyone from Palm Springs oh, had to drive to LA. Nice. So there were like lines down the block and it just created like even more hype. Oh, A lot of people say this ruined movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's still like now everybody's reaching for that blockbuster ring, you know? Yeah, it was like this and then Star Wars a couple years later that yep. cemented it. Another thing I noticed that I'd never I'd never noticed before was Quint's little sidekick that's like ambling around with another him. real face from the island. Ooh, that, real. No speaking line. No yeah. speaking line. Just like a little. And I he thought had, he was a prisoner at first. And, and they have the a dog. And, and they have a dog too, but you never really get the dog's name or yeah. see a shot of the dog. Yeah. It's just in the background. There's just a lot to look at at all times. Mm -hmm. you know? No, every frame, every shot. And so, so much split diopter where yeah. there's two things in focus at once. Yeah, you know De Palma was like, ooh, I got to top this. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely, yeah. De Palma he, was the one that told Spielberg, you got to blow the shark up at the end. You got to blow it up. I don't know really? how, nice. but you got to blow it up. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Hmm. Uh, so this movie is kind of split into two. You got, you got the town half and you got the boat half. You got the orca half. So Emily, how did you make that transition? Were you were you cool on board the Orca, or was it was it a letdown on the second half? It wasn't a letdown, but there was some weird pacing that mm -hmm. I got a little bit like tangled up and like not understanding what they were doing. There's a but lot then, of buoy action. A lot of bear <laughs> a lot of barrels. Yes. A lot of barrels. A lot of fast talking where there's like <laughs> waves happening and loud noises and I couldn't really understand why the boat survived so long mm -hmm. because it was going underwater pretty quickly yeah. um, into their like what like 36 hour like journey. Yeah. Um so there was some confusion about it and I was it, it, you know, it kind of like it gets you like something's going to happen, something's going to happen. And then it pulls back. Right. Like mm -hmm. even just the shot of Quinn just being on the um, what is it? The pulpit they called. Yeah. It. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that beautiful shot of just him back and forth. And you just you anticipate it. And that's what gets your heart rate going. Right. But actually nothing happens there. Right. Um, so, it, you know, it it played with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess it, I, I, I preferred the first half because of just 
everything around Amity and and the people and yeah. and the bureaucracy, the the politicians, oh, like yeah. you know, that was just so interesting to me. And there's um, such to me this time too. I mean, it's kind of lame, but I was making a lot of COVID mm-hmm, connections. Me too. <laughs> me too. Well, there was a lot of yeah. There's a lot of COVID memes going around. Oh, were there? Okay, back in 2020. Because the mayor was, you know, like Trump is like, we're not closing the beaches. Right. And, yeah. And then and then the, the lady who played the mother of the son actually yeah. died of COVID that year. No. Yes. What? Yeah. So oh, then it was like this man. whole weird. This is Kittner. There's this whole weird. Um, That's too weird. Echoing. That's a bummer. Rea- yeah. It's way too weird. So anyway, <laughs> back on the orchid. Sorry, uh, I remember too very, very vividly when Jaws chomps into Quint and he spits up blood. That was the first time I ever mm. really clocked blood in a movie mm-hmm. as a as a youth, and it it stuck with me. I was I like I was so young that I didn't. I didn't fully understand that he was an actor at that point because it was so shocking to me. I didn't I didn't understand what was going on and I thought he died just there. And I I went to my mom and I had a real long talk with her and she tried to explain to me what yeah. was happening. <laughs> and I think that's when she told me her shoe story. She's to try to tell me like it's not real, you know. You're okay, you know. But I mean, for PG, like PG, yes. This is <laughs> this is before. I mean, would this would this be R at this point? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know where we are. I don't either, but uh, definitely PG thirteen. Feels but. R if you're getting bit in half with blood coming out your mouth. Yeah, that yeah. is pretty horrific. Well, and it feels like it'd be R if it was redone and like the graphics and special effects that they would they would be have people being like split. Yeah, that's, and you would yeah. see it. A lot of it was the constraints of the budget that that they had and all the problems they were having necessitated them to come up with more creative ways to deal with this. Because yeah, you, mm-hmm. you yeah. don't see the shark until like an hour and 15 in, but it's like, yeah. it's so amazing how much of a presence it has. And famously, the shark, the shark wasn't working and they had so many problems with it. They probably wanted to show it more. But it was just fucked up. Yeah. So, yeah. But in the process of withholding it, they made it scarier. They made it more interesting. But I still think it looks pretty good. What do you think, Emily? Uh, the shark. I mean, it when it had its <laughs> moments where it took me a little away from the film when they showed uh, its full like head. Is that like when it flopped up onto the yeah, onto the boat? Just like the mechanics of the eyes, but it still was very cool. And I didn't actually expect to see that much. Right. You know, I see it in the poster, but that's like a kind of a drawing. Yeah. So I really didn't think we were actually going to see the shark. I thought that that was like limitations in right. the special effects for the time. And then so, you see it. You yeah. sure see it. By I, the know, end. I was still happy though with like <laughs> it still was scary. You know, yeah. like that knowing that it's in the water. Yeah. Anything else you? You guys noticed on this hundredth viewing or whatever? <laughs> many, yeah, I've the, logged a lot of them. The, yeah, the drawn shooting stars at night. Oh yeah, what what <laughs> yeah, what, what is that? That, that was a bizarre. Little is that all, that's always been in the movie, right? This yeah, is some yeah. kind of special it's, edition. No, it's a Spielberg like a flourish. Spielberg that was ET flying around yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's giving a little romance. <laughs> yeah, the USS Indianapolis scene. 
What did you think of that, Emily, when Ooh. they're comparing scars? Yeah, I loved that scene. I guess there's no way for you to know that that's a legendary scene that people love, but oh, okay. I'm well, just wondering how it hit sense. you. Yeah. Oh no, that was like absolutely like devastatingly beautiful, and well done. And the way Quint talks about it too, what I noticed this time is I think what really makes it stick with people is how he's kind of smiling through the whole thing, even mm -hmm. though you know it's so painful for him and such a traumatic experience, but he's like kind of, he's still got a twinkle in his eye. It's because he's drunk for real. And, <laughs> he's drunk, yes, he's drunk for real. <laughs> but there's something to that, you know, because some people when they're, you know, when they're recalling something traumatic, they will laugh or they'll joke about it just to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And that just having him be that fucking smiley while he's talking about it, like really f makes it feel real. Well, he's a little manic and that's what's fun about the character. Sure. Like is that he, so he took a bat when the chief was trying to call yeah. Mayday, which yeah. was like his one opportunity to notify people to send help. Yeah. Was he doing that because he just knew it was a suicide mission? I interpreted it as he did it because he was afraid that if they called the Coast Guard or SOS, it would like signal to himself that they are doomed. That they, like, and he didn't, he was mm. trying to like bluff his way and like, we don't need anyone's help because we're going to solve this. I thought it was more of a plot thing. Like, we just need to be man versus nature. <laughs> right. No technology. We just need man versus nature and a gun and a, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it would have helped if they would have shown that he was just drinking consistently. You know, or add some ADR, you know, it's like, we're, we're going we're gonna to snag the beast. Or it could have just been, the CB could have been just like floating on the floor and he could sure. pick it up and it just doesn't it work. It doesn't work, yeah. 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 But I guess they wanted to have that, they wanted to be ratcheting up the conflict. Between yeah, the well, guys. and I, I read it as, you know, he, Quinn saying it's either going to be me or the, right. the shark. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when, when Quint died, was that a shock to you? I mean, I knew something was going to come. <laughs> <laughs> you knew. Yeah. You knew and one he, of these boys yeah, was going and down. Yeah, it would have been, I, I would have pegged it as as him. Um, Did you think Dreyfus was going to survive? No, I didn't. Right. But then but then they didn't show him underwater after he, you know, escaped the anti-shark cage. Right. And so I was confused if I had missed something. Right. Um, that's. I think that's where they want you to be. Yeah. I always thought it was cool. Like, I always imagined... What exactly was going on down there when he was just chilling? <laughs> well, the climax is taking place. <laughs> Looking like, at his watch. Dreyfus is just chilling down there. Just yeah. counting his oxygen minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then he hears a boom and is like, I think oh. I can come up now. Oh, that sounds good. So what did you think of the final kill? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> the whole time when like the ship was starting to go down, I was like, drop the compression air. Like, yeah. why would you even chance having an explosive like device on your your ship that's right. having issues? They the could have used smoking. you on the on the Orca. You well, like apparently you not. So that was really smart that at the end uh, that Brody uh, shoved it in the shark's mouth. I also noticed all the ADR that's helping you out as an audience member where he's just like, come on, blow up. He's like, come on, blow up. Show me the tank. Give Show me, me a, the tank. Give me a shot. Give me a clear <laughs> give me the shot. shot. <laughs> give me a clear shot and blow up. Please, Please blow up. 
That's what I I thought it was hilarious in the first kill. That woman, she was, or there, there was. She said, "Oh, it hurts." Yeah. While she was being attacked. Yeah. What by about the shark. what about the beginning? That fucking hippie party. You and I have been to parties like that. Yeah. That sure is. Have. I mean, uh, I love that this movie starts with just a bunch of people getting fucking baked on the beach. I yeah. loved that. That it's great scene. day it for was night. Great. Yeah. yeah. And you can see, like, when she's taking off her clothes and running, it's never been brighter than it was on the IMAX screen. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, we grew up with, like, very dark VHS copies <laughs> of this. But now it's, like, it's it's more crystal clear than it was ever meant to be. And that's also, like, PG. Like, yeah. And the Jaws point of view of her naked body. She's yes. nude. Yeah, she's definitely nude. It's crazy. Yeah, that was lit up enough. But what did you think of that first kill? Was that was that uh, scary? That was exactly what I wanted. Really? Yeah. I I mean because it was it, you know obviously anticipating uh you know the kill happening, but I loved the guy just kind of passing out yeah. trying to get into the water. I love that shot. And then being responsible the next day and reporting. Her <laughs> yeah, where's yeah. that guy's yeah. you know offshoot sequel? Like, uh, I want to see what what became of him. He seems like an upstanding young gentleman. Oh no, but it's, it was a great setup. Yeah. I loved it. What do you think of the last shot? You know, comparing it to like the Godfather's last shot. It's just the credit just appears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Cinefacial like part three have not seen the Godfather oh, before. Shit. So Oh my god. Oh, Emily. Wow. What are you doing tonight <laughs> right now? On an yeah. island. <laughs> we're no, no, just... no, we're waiting for um I guess maybe the 50, no, we're past that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get a screening the in. 75th yeah. anniversary. Yes. We'll take you, we'll take you there. Emily, you, you, oh, your cinefessionals are nice and tasty. We gotta just keep, this should be an ongoing series. Yeah. An Emily, Emily cinefessional series. I, know, um, I got some doozies, but, but that ending, you know, oh man, they just like the sudden cut of the credits. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, it's it's always jarring. I feel like that's something that it happened in like classic cinema, right? Um, and but yet, I liked it. I wasn't ready for it to be over. I thought right. there was going to be some fanfare or something in the town, or like but, a reunion with yeah, the wife. But you don't need it. You don't need it. Yeah. Well, if you're interested. A lot of them come back for Jaws 2, and Jaws 2 is pretty solid. I mean, so. I kind of am interested. <laughs> Jaws 2 is good. Jaws yeah. 3, don't don't do Jaws 3, and then Jaws 4 we'll watch together because it's a special, special experience. <laughs> 4 is my fave. 4 is oh. Michael Caine. <laughs> oh. As like the oceanographer? When his, when his agent called him, he was like, what's it about? And he's like, it's about a million dollars. I'll take it. Sounds uh. wonderful. So Bishki, before we go to the bones, yeah, you have you have a you have a loophole you want to jump through, right? Well, I've never given out four bones before, so because this is a retro screening, um, it's not officially it's not in, official. It's not an official in the books. It has to be a new movie to be. So your so, four bone chastity remains, yeah, officially in place because I might be giving four bones here. I'm not sure. I got to think about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go to them jaws bones. All right, so is it four or not, Bishki? <laughs> I'm first to bone. First to bone. <laughs> this film is 
Four bones. There you go. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, but unofficially, because this is not official. I'm with Emily on, on her first screen. I do think the first half is like just flawless, basically. Yeah. Like, um, and the second half, there is, there is, you know, a little pacing, you know, a little push and pull of the tension that, sure. that um, you know, is is maybe, I, I guess there's just so many layers of conflict in the first half with, yeah. the, with the mayor and with the- And things are constantly moving. And with the family and with the shark. Right. And it's just like the whole thing is just working on every level. And, um, and then at the end, it's just stripped down to these three and you really love them all. So um, it's still great, but um, <clears throat> what an amazing- display of directorial talent for Mr. Steven Spielberg. And what was he, 27 or something? Oh, God. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. 26. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's, he's had other heights in his career, but nothing really tops it for me. I mean. Is your favorite Spielberg? I think so. Like. Sure. Why not? I don't know. Ooh. Like, there's there's other good ones, but this is like, this is pretty flawless. Four bones. Four bones for mm. Brother Bishki, unofficial. Brother Lucas, what are you going to do with this one? You seem to be somewhat partial to this film. Yeah, I really have a soft spot in my heart for this. Um, my single mom, when she was raising me as a kid, we were at the Sherman Oaks Galleria, like window shopping or browsing and Jaws of Revenge just came out that weekend. Ooh. And on a whim, she brought me, she took me in to see it. Yes. And as a kid, I must have been five or six at the time. Smart. The campiness of it didn't land on me, right? No, it was like terrifying. it was super it was duper scary. Yes, and I had to close my eyes and like I was hugging my mom at a few at a few oh. points throughout the the screening. And then later after that, when I was a little older, I saw the OG version somewhere on like home video, and sure. it was just as terrifying. And uh, definitely have had reoccurring nightmares about sharks like ever since. <clears throat> Not lately, but as a kid, for sure. <laughs> Especially when I lived up in Northern California. Yeah, go to you the were beach. surfing too. Yeah, Oof. it was definitely like always. In you the had back a reason to have yeah. nightmares. It was always in the back of your mind. We were in know? Minnesota having fucking nightmares. Um, <laughs> and yeah, if you saw like seals, that was always a bad sign. Yeah. Like, oh man, there's seals nearby. There's sharks nearby. That's right. Um, and so yeah, this is definitely my number one favorite Spielberg film of all time. And I think just because of its simplicity. Uh, as clunky and ramshackle as it feels now today, all these years later, you know, with the mechanical shark and the day for night and some of the bad acting from these non-actor like local hires or whatever. I but, refuse to say that there's any bad acting. In yeah. This. But Everything it's, is but completely it's just, honest. It's just like a great like, you know, uh, flow, like the transitions and yeah, the score and uh, just how it unfolds. It It really is just like the perfect summer blockbuster that i know uh sister marilyn watches like every fourth of july yes. which i think shout is out a, to sister marilyn is a beautiful tradition one that i've tried to maintain but i think i slipped this past fourth of july but every well, other you, fourth you of made july, up for it i've tried to watch um so i definitely give this four bones because like you, four you, you bones gotta see it. from brother lucas i i'm gonna jump ahead and render my jaw bones and there's four of them I mean, this is so intermingled with my cinematic DNA that there's no other rating that could possibly be delivered. But what we've come here for and what the listeners are sitting on the edge of whatever seats they're sitting on salivating for 
Sister Emily, render your jaws bones. Wow. Well, you know, I find it so fascinating that you guys discussed the blockbuster effect of this and that it might have been like a moment, a, you know, a pivot in, yes. in film history. Huge pivot. Um, because as we were watching uh, the trailers before the film, <laughs> yes. uh, these like DC and Marvel. Yeah blockbusters quote-unquote they're just so horrendous to me and so yeah. offensive that yeah. it literally just it, it felt like just garbage being shoved in my face and then this transitioned into like Whitman Shakespearean I mean yeah. it just felt like just the the pacing and the trueness of it it I, I just I, like just the the characters and the the scenery around it it just felt so nutritious so nutritious but also <laughs> just like of a different class sure right mm -hmm. sure you know I kept wondering you know would I see this again you know especially in the boat at the end and it's mm -hmm. kind of like was parts were kind of dragging or kind of confusing to me yeah yeah. Um, and I was like, well, I definitely would watch it to see more of the people in the background. Yes. And such a gallery on the beach. Yeah. Like you could go frame by frame. I really could and just stop and pause <laughs> and, and talk about people. Even mm -hmm. just the cut of the swimsuits. Uh -huh. Like such a special time in yeah, history. Yeah, the haircuts. <laughs> just so, so good. But the the SME here, the subject matter expert, uh, Brother Lucas. <laughs> yes. It really, it makes me appreciate it more. It makes me want to watch it again. Nice. So um, I think I will give it four bones. Four bones. And You're, I wasn't really going there. Wow. But this mm. conversation really mm. does make me more interested in seeing it again and definitely seeing Jaws Part 2 and maybe 4 as well. Yes. Yeah. Skip 3. Yeah, you don't need to see 3. <laughs> 3 should have been a spoof and it was going to. <laughs> it was and, going to. But then they Lucas, turned. Lucas, tell them about the spoof. So, yeah. So, when Universal approached Dick Zanuck and David Brown, the original producers of the first two Jaws movies, and were like, hey, we want to go back to the well for a third drink. <laughs> Dick Zanuck was like, you've got to be kidding. If we if we do a third one, it should be called Jaws 3 People Zero. Yes. And what a should, title. And we should get the the guy who wrote uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, John Hughes, to write it. Oh. And so I think they, mm. they, they hired uh, Maddie Simmons, the producer of that movie, to hire John Hughes, who did write a script yes. that, that exists somewhere. I've never read it. But then, of course, they were like, no. No, that's too amazing. Let's go with this, like, <laughs> treatment that Richard Matheson, of all people, wrote about a shark at SeaWorld. Yeah. And Dennis Quaid is, like, like Roy Schneider's son. He's, like, one of the Brody kids grown up. Roy Schneider. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and it's in 3D. Don't bury the right. lead. No, I'm sorry. And, and Dennis, <laughs> oh. Dennis Quaid says today that he was so coked out in yes. every scene making the movie, he has no memory of it. That's like the doesn't... only reason to watch it, yeah. is to wow. study Dennis Quaid's nostrils. Wow. It's got Louis Gossett Jr. as like the park manager, which is just uh, such a thankless role. Just wait to watch The Revenge until we're all together. Like that'll really complete <laughs> this, I think. Can uh, I just say one last thing? Of um, course. Is it Roy Schneider? Roy yeah. Scheider. Yeah. Scheider. He is so good looking and right? so hot. Right. I am going to go home and do a deep dive. Yes. I've never seen him in anything else, or I don't think I have. French Connection. Watch French yeah. Connection. Careful with 52 pickup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a special one. You'll get plenty of them. I'm going to open William my mind Friedkin's to his work. Sorcerer. Sorcerer. Is like his apex yeah, yeah. Mountain. But start with Jaws, too. It'll be a nice continuation. He's still hot as fuck in it. 
and he's still handling business. He did not want to be in that movie, by the way. Yeah, he, he, he just got paid. He, he got, got paid big time. Oh, and all that jazz shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, that yeah. yeah there's a lot of good ones. You're going to find some great, great Scheider material with your deep mm. dive, Emily. Yes, look forward to it. Well, this was amazing. Thank you for coming out. and Thank you, Sister Emily. And making your cinefessional super public to our millions of listeners. This is going to reignite Jaws passions. I think we're going to get a lot of people rewatching it. Run the series. Run the whole yeah. series. Why not? Call the hotline. Let us know what you thought. Fold all your laundry during part three. But <laughs> yeah, four, four, four bones. This is the anti Finn Wolfhard. I, I don't know what, the, what we're going to call that yet, but, but yes. for now, it's the anti Finn Wolfhard. Yes, we'll figure it four out. Four jaw bones. Yes. <laughs> we're going to need a bigger boat. Yes, we are. Sister Emily, thank you. And uh, yeah, loving Jaws, y'all. Shrug emoji? I don't know. <laughs>